we've got Beer Junior in the studio with us with us today. Yeah. Which is exciting. Beer Junior, and he does have some insight. At what age does he start growing facial hair? Do you think? <laughs> It'll be before I do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. All right, we're back with another episode for the Central Minnesota Futsal League podcast. You got BGN on the mics, and we're here for our top five breakdowns. And I'm excited about this one, boys. We went through our bottom five um, a couple weeks ago now, last week, a couple weeks. It's been a bit. Yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. how long it's been. Yeah. Two weeks. But it was good. We were able to break down uh, the bottom five teams according to the regular season table. And this episode, we're just going to be breaking down the top five teams, talking about a strength, a weakness, and an MVP that we could think of as we talk about these teams. Um, again, you might be hearing a little bit of Beard Jr. We got Judah Judah Hamish here in the studio with us. So if you hear some some baby squawks, that's him. He just loves the Founding Fathers. So just he's, to he's assume a true that, fan. yeah, assume that anytime you hear him hear him make a noise, he's he's saying "Go Founding Fathers" in yep, baby language. Yeah, absolute translation. Well, and a fan of the whole league in general too. Like yeah. he, he enjoys the CMNFL, but at at his core, he's a Founding Father. Yeah, this will be his his first season. This will be his first season. Yeah, come on, he'll get to watch. I heard he's yeah. replacing one of our, our players. <laughs> Which player would that be? I, who, who do you think you should fill in for, Judah? He's got nothing to say at the moment. <laughs> Did he just Whoa. say Jimmy? Wow, that's his first word. That's Jimmy. crazy. <laughs> wow. I thought for he's sure it would be, be Mama or Dada. It's Jimmy. But it's Jimmy. That's he, almost creepy. He well, wants to replace James that bad in well, the league this summer. I don't know if we can let that happen, Jude. I once told Nat Vogley that Harlow would be a better soccer player than him by age seven. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. She's on she's on track. We'll she's just say on that. Track. I'd say her her balance is probably just as good. You know how in FIFA not or even three in, in any video game, like sports games, they yeah. have all of the different like sliders. Yeah. Her balance slider is probably as equal as Nat's. Probably, probably like, I don't know, sport IQ as well. See <laughs> <laughs> ball, kick ball. Yeah. <laughs> they have the same IQ. Oh, uh, they definitely do. That's funny. Um. All right. Well. We'll jump in. We got we got uh, five teams we need to break down here, and we're gonna start at our number five finishing team in the Central Minnesota Futsal League from this last year. And so I'll kind of preface, um, and then we'll we'll jump into those three things we're gonna be breaking down. So number five coming in uh, is the Sartell Futsal team. They finished with a record of seven one and five. That's seven wins, one tie, five losses for twenty two points. A 13-goal differential. Um, and so, man, Sartell Futsal team has been an interesting team over the last two seasons. They finished second in um, the postseason tournament both years, uh, but fifth in the regular season. So we want to break down uh, just the strength, a weakness, uh, and then just an MVP. And so let's kick it off with their strength from the Beardy Boy, 
Okay, so I've I've been thinking this over of like what their strengths are and stuff like that because I think in the postseason they've done really well both this year and the previous year um, of finishing second, like you said, making it to the championship game two years in a row. There's something that has to be said for that. Um, but I think by their own accounts, they would say that they were disappointed in their regular season, finishing fifth this year um, and and uh, getting upset in the final week of, of year one um, to finish third um, in, in the regular season. Uh, but I think their thing, their best thing that they had, I think, was consistency. As we talked about a lot of the bottom teams and the things that they were missing was consistency and like having the a common core that was there and playing together. And that plays into the next piece that I think is a real big strength of theirs, which is, which is just like, um, communication and unlike, uh, camaraderie is the word that comes to mind, but it's not probably the best word to use, but like they just had consistency and they knew how to play together. Mm. Like they had that cohesion. Um, that's probably the word that I was looking for. They had that cohesion of knowing how to play together. They played together for years. A lot of these guys played on, on travel teams together, played on high school teams together, um, have years and years of experience of playing together. Um, and then when you mix in the consistency of they were there um, every week, they love the league, they love being a part of it, they're excited for this next year. Um, I think that played a huge part into their strengths and why why they, they've consistently over the last two seasons um, performed well in the playoffs, um, You know, even after having maybe disappointing regular seasons by, by what they'd like to do. Um, I think overall, I'd say they, they, you know, exceeded those things obviously in the playoffs because they finished above what place they figured finished in the regular season. So um, consistency and cohesion, I think those are their two biggest strengths. Um, obviously, they have some individual talent efforts, a lot of scoring. Like at many, at multiple points in the year, they were leading the league in goals scored. Mm-hmm. Um, so they could they could score in bunches. They can pass really well, um, and that comes from from knowing how to move and and knowing where players are going to be. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's something we've talked about with even uh, our last episode with the Thunderducks is the guys in the Fart- uh, Sartell futsal team um, have played together. Yeah. Right. And so like that has a big, big piece to do with it. Um, and so definitely you can see some of that cohesion when they're playing on the field. With that, though, there's always going to be things that are maybe a bit of a, a struggle, some weaknesses, perhaps. Uh, Luke, what what were what was maybe a weakness from the Sartell futsal team uh, that you saw from this last season? Yeah, I mean they, like Emmy said, actually what he said there with this their playoff push the past two seasons goes with one of the things I want to point out. I think first of all, uh, there's a lot of teams in the league that struggle with their with their goaltending. Right, is just finding someone who will commit to the role, and I think early on yeah, in the year they had. One. They had some issues with that. It was like, who's going to be the one that commits to playing this? Um, and they found that in Pakula as yeah. the year went on. And yeah, once- they tried multiple different things. They tried yep. different stuff last year as well. Jared played goal. Pakula played goal. Kevin was they, in net a yeah, little bit. Yeah, they tried Kevin in net, and they did the same thing this year. They really settled in with Pakula. Yeah, and once they once they got that kind of identified, then the rest of their rest of their season started to take shape. I mean, they honestly landed, I think, in the perfect spot for them. They lost to all the teams above them, and then they beat all the teams below them, and they split with the Patriots. Uh, but their loss to the Patriots was to not the not-Patriots, basically. It was their <laughs> their week that they didn't have almost any of their, their normal guys. So um, they were kind of right in that middle. And then another, just something I think that they 
and here's the deal. It's, it, I don't even know if it's what they struggle with. It's just kind of who they are is uh, a little bit of their effort, which they, they love having a good time. And I think uh, can can have maybe too good of a time. They're out there. They're laughing. They're just enjoying. They're just yeah. enjoying playing futsal. And so it's hard to really call it a weakness. But here's what I will say: is when it comes to like the end of the year and things are starting to to get close to playoffs, they kick it into a different gear and things get serious. And I think that's why they always finish better than their regular seasons. And then mm-hmm. they they kind of. They're a little lackadaisical at the beginning of the yeah. year. Uh, it's just for fun. And then, I mean, I I heard rumors of them. They were they were having scheduled practices oh, yeah. at the end of the year, and they just turned on a different type of switch. Um, and playoffs came, and they kicked it in, which helped them just be a dangerous team come playoff time. They're a Cinderella team, you yeah. know, like kind of like in March Madness. They're a team that turn it off come come playoffs. They're a Cinderella. They've been there before. Um, you know, that's one thing that we didn't really account for in, in this last, in this last season is that like you have teams who've played in the playoff structure before, um, and, and knew what it was like and knew what, what games would look like and stuff like that. And then you had new teams. Um, and so, uh, cool to see, to see some of those things play out or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, and I'll come in with the the last one, an MVP from from their team. <laughs> Judah's got an idea, maybe. Who's the MVP, Judah? He's not He's, sure. We all know who it should be. Really? I who, think I think I know who you're gonna say. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to hear who who yours is. So I think a lot of people, if you're looking at the Sartell Futsal team, would probably lean to Kevin. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say Kevin though, even though he was great, I'm I know. Just, I'm going to, I'm going to maybe be kind of basic in my answer and just go with their leading point getter because truly he made a huge difference this year. Who was Carter Sharp? Dude, the only all-star on their team. Well, no, Kevin, Kevin made all-star yeah, as well. All-star. Sorry. No, you're good. I thought Carter was the only one, but yeah. yeah, Carter was, was a major, uh, difference maker yeah. on their team this last year. And I, it's not that he wasn't in the first season, I just think I noticed it more this last year. The league got better, and I think of the players on their team, he was one that um, maybe rose up to that challenge when they're playing better teams, when you're playing tougher competition. And with that, was able to um, put up 16 goals, four assists this year um, for 20 points. And I think was, was that 14th? Yeah, 14th in, or no, sorry, 12th um, in the whole league for, for, for points. And so I, I just really liked Carter's play. Um, playing against them, you can just tell he's um, just got a certain technique that can be, you know, as, as a goalie, like can be tough to defend against and can be tough to read sometimes. Um, he makes great passes. He's not always one to look to shoot first, but he has a great shot. And that was something too I noticed. He's like, man, he's taking shots from half court and he's putting them, you know, in, into the corner almost. And so he uh, he's a great player and we don't need to spend an hour on MVP, but I thought he did great this last year. And I would say was was the MVP for the Sartell Futsal team in my eyes, but yeah, yeah, you could think differently. Um, so that Sartell Futsal team, they were they finished in fifth. We're gonna move on to the fourth place team from the the league table, who would be Saint Cloud United. Now they were eight zero and five, finished with twenty four points and a thirteen goal. Uh, differential for this last season. Now, St. Cloud United is always just such an interesting team. Um, and I'll just kick it off with a strength. And something from St. Cloud United 
that I think is is honestly just probably their top characteristic as a team, their top strength is their ability to score. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're, it's crazy. They Dude, they can score at will at times. Yeah. And sometimes it's just nonstop. They were second in the league in goals for this Dang. last year, which, which honestly, if you look at their lineup, is not surprising. Yeah. With guys like Shamarki, mm-hmm. guys like um, Shafi, guys like even Leo, you know, who can put in the neck as yeah. it comes. Like these guys are able to make good passes, they rip shots, and they can score with the best of them. And I think it's what gave them the ability straight up just to finish in fourth place. Like their ability to score. Um, is is what got them to fourth. Now I think I'm not going to get into the weaknesses, but there's a reason that they didn't get higher. Um, but I think if as we stay on the strengths, I was just impressed with how often and how easily they're able to score. Like you said, at will. And there's yeah. some games that they played that I was like, holy cow! Like they're just kind of nonstop. They're just pounding some of these teams. One of them, you know, the Patriots absolutely pounded them early in the season. Yeah, and it wasn't I think even close. Yeah, no, it wasn't. I think it was maybe. One of the first games. I, mean, I think they pounded them both times. They beat them twelve. That's the right. First 12-4. time they really beat them. Yeah, they beat the them twelve. Second 12-4. time they, they still put a stomp on. They them. were just interesting though, because there's some games they played. Like then later that same night in week one, they played Care Bears and lost nine five. You know. Yeah. Um. Then the next week they went and beat the Thunder Ducks seven zero, and so it it was just a lot of back and forth with um St. Cloud United, um but. As we talk about strengths, their ability to score was probably their top strength. Oh, absolutely. Um, from from St. Cloud United this last year. But we'll move on to to weaknesses and a weakness from uh, St. Cloud United. Yeah. So as we theory. look at weaknesses, um, I I mean I think it's it's kind of obvious when you say strength is their main asset. Um, their main weakness uh, on the other side was was defense and goaltending. Um, they allowed the fourth most goals in the league um so i mean second most goals scored fourth most goals allowed uh they they allowed a ton of goals in games um you know if they got if they got beat they were giving up it wasn't like they were losing like three two they were losing by a handful of goals Mm -hmm. Um, or they were at least giving they might lose by two but they were giving up a bunch of them whatever um and so they they played some tough games. You alluded to the one in, in week was it week one? They lost nine five. They gave up yeah. nine goals in that game. Um, they, I mean, they just gave a bunch of goals. Goalkeeping. Hamza was okay in goal. Um, the weeks that they didn't have Leo at defense, I mean, you could really tell. Um, I think it was only like a one week or a couple games. Like he missed like half a week because um, he showed up late or whatever. Um, when he wasn't there, you could tell defensively they struggled. Leo is their rock in the back. Um, but they also committed so many guys forward. They were always looking to move forward, go forward, um, and they needed to figure out and solidify what defensive structure looked like for them. Um, I think I think one of the things that might benefit them in this next year is looking at, uh, you know, the the previous season, FC Mollies, um, they had they had Daoud, who is who is kind of their committed guy to playing goalkeeper. Um, and I think if they look to have someone like him commit mm-hmm. to play goalkeeper, Daoud was a pretty good keeper. Like he wasn't the best, yeah. but he wasn't he wasn't terrible. Um, and like you you had like he he was willing to stay there. And you also had uh, Hamza, who like then could come out a goal. He could be a super sub, whatever. But they oftentimes were playing with only four guys. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have a sub, like uh, I think I think the first year we saw that you could do it. You could play with four guys and get away with it and stuff. The second year, we really saw if you didn't have five, six guys, you were going to struggle. 
Um, and I think this next year is only going to be the same as if, if you don't have a team one through six, that's solid, you're going to probably struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, I think gone are the days of playing with four guys, uh, maybe even with five. So, uh, yeah, defensive w- defense was the big struggle. Um, and ultimately in the, in the playoffs, it was, it was not showing up on time. Like, dude, they would have, they would have kicked the crap out of the Sartell futsal team if they had showed up on time. Um, but they gave up five goals just by being late, which stinks. Um, otherwise, you know, who knows what we're talking about playoffs if we're talking about them in the finals. Judah's talking to me, I guess. Yeah. Well, and to pick an MVP from their team, um, I'm going to give just a quick shout out to Leo. Uh, he's going to be my runner up because I do. I agree. Yeah. I agree with you that when Leo wasn't there, it's so hard because he might be their most valuable player. Yeah. But not. It's hard. Yeah. It's just How straight do you up determine valuable versus yeah. like best. Because I mean, let's just be real. It's hard not to pick Shamarki, yeah. who was the lead leader in or leader in goals yep. and points. Um, each and every week, he he was the he one was on who was te- putting them on, on the board. He's on team of the week. Yep. So he he's definitely the reason why they were scoring so many goals, but also. When they didn't have Leo, uh, they struggled. So their MVP is going to be Shamarki, uh, but it could it could go either way. Uh, a lot of respect to Leo and his game and his ability to shut opposing players' top guys down each and every week. Absolutely. What about uh, what about Hamza when he wore the puff jacket under his jersey? Do you remember that in the, <laughs> the Michelin Man? You know what I should have said for weaknesses? His weaknesses was... Having Munasar on roster. <laughs> that was that was one of their weaknesses is having Munasar. I think here's the thing, they're missing one of their guys, um, Abdi Kadar, who was supposed to play with them. Um, I think he played with them one week, uh, and then he was out. And so like I think that that hurt them as well. Yeah, you agree, Judah? Thank you. Yeah. No, those guys are awesome, and they, they just make me laugh. I just, I can't, I can't not think of, when I think of Hamza, I can't not think of when I played with them in the fall tournament, and he had this huge puff jacket that he wore yes. under his jersey, and his jersey was like busting at the seams. It was it was just so funny. I was laughing that whole game. He's like, he's like bro, I'm so cold. I need to wear this thing, um, but that was so funny. Um but yeah, okay, we'll move on. Uh, who's next? Nat Control, who finished in third place. And Luke, we, just this this whole year, had a lot of fun talking about the Nat Control oh. guys. I think they're probably the most faithful listeners to the podcast. Yeah. And so yep. for that reason, I think made it fun to um, talk more about Nat Control. And um, so with that, why don't we give them a little credit and talk about a strength from Nat Control? Now, to their credit, they finished in third place. And before so I'll just, I'll just give the quick quick stats for Nat Control. Like I said, third place, they finished eight one and four for twenty five points with a four goal differential. Now that feels like a, a weird goal differential for finishing in third yep. place. So the two teams above them, thirty three, like positive thirty three mm-hmm. in goal differential, and positive thirty seven. Yeah, and then four. Yeah. And then after that 1313. It is it is strange. It is. And I'm going to I'm going to get into this in a little bit later, but why don't you kick it off with a strength from Nat Control? Well, there's not many. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just we just like to razz them a little bit. Um and make make Reed come and give us all of his crazy hot takes. But 
we we do have a few strengths for net control, and it's gonna start on defense. It's gonna start on defense for them. I think they figured that out early, and it was pretty consistent for them. They were tied for second best in goals against at two point nine two goals against per game. Which, yeah. I mean, to keep teams under three goals, that's on average. If you can if you can keep them under three on average there's a good chance you can win games, yeah. even if you struggle to score goals, which, again, I'm not going to get into their their weaknesses, but they they figured the defensive part of the game out. They weren't afraid to be physical. And they, I mean, they had grown men on their team that that helped them make sure that, that they could hold down the fort and keep opposing offensive guys out of their slot and so it was tough i mean you saw the evans bros um there's some strong guys on that field and they it was hard to get around them and they were they were able to move physically move opposing forwards away from the net and keep them from from dangerous attacking positions another strength for them i'll just say was was aiden and then i i also have in parentheses and their super subs um (laughs) Aiden and their super subs provided enough offense for them to get by, which that's that's the reason they finished third in the league table. They they had some close games and they beat the Care Bears. They beat uh, they beat they beat the Mad Martians. I think they tied the Mad Martians. Tied the Mad Martians. I they I played them. They would schedule pulled yeah, up. Yeah, they would have played them twice though. Um, yeah, I, I can look super quick. Yeah. They tied them in week one. Yep. Um, and then the next time they played them was in week five, and they lost six. Okay, so I mean they kept it close with them in their first game, and whenever I'll just whenever they had their super subs join them, uh, Logan Lemel, Aziz, uh, they they had a spark and it was hard to beat them. They they were one of the top teams for sure, which I think is maybe uh, why their goals differential is a little confusing, like how they only have four. But they they would win games um, that were needed to win, and then they lost some weird games. And when they lost, they lost bad. Yeah, well, and I'll, I'll just use that to jump into weaknesses. And it could be seen as both a strength and a weakness, but I'm going to, on this topic, veer towards the weakness side of it, is the way that Knack Control played is they kind of always played to the level of their opponent. Mm-hmm. And in all these games, if you look back at the schedule and just look at the score sheets, um, like you said, they had some good against the second best team, the Mad Martians. They tied 3-3. Like that's an impressive team to go and tie against. Mm-hmm. And then it's only a couple weeks later that, or a few weeks later, they lose to Wilmer. They lost 1-0 to Wilmer. They were Wilmer's only only win only win. Year. And here's the thing with Nat Control is that was the story of their season is that they're playing to the level of their opponents almost all year long. And so that was something I think they they struggled to really just fleece some teams. Like they couldn't just get out there and absolutely run the table. I mean, you think about you look at week 6 and that schedule, okay? They beat St. Cloud United 3-2. And then they beat Care Bears 5-4. They're yep. just always in close games. And I think they struggled to really create some separation. And then when they're playing teams that they should probably just absolutely just wipe, it, like the top boys, they beat them 4-2, to two, which that's not an impressive win no. against the top boys, 4-2. to two. Yep. And so you look at this team and you think, 
what is the deal here? You beat the top boys by two, you lose to Wilmer, but then you're also out there and you're tying Mad Martians and you're beating the Care Bears. And so it's just an interesting team. And I think they maybe needed to not play to the level of their opponent in terms of, I think they were responding a lot. They responded a lot in play rather than setting the tone with the culture of their team and how they would organize their team, the strategy of their team, whatever you want to call it. I think they were doing a lot of responding in game rather than setting that tone. And so I think that was kind of a weakness of, of NAT control from this last year. And, um, in, you know, coffee with the commissioners after this, we're going to be talking a lot more about that team and what's to come, but yeah, based what on, future looks like. yeah, based on a uh, team from last year with Nat control, I just think, um, a lot of their play was kind of out of response and they just had, you just, you just can't not mention a loss to Wilmer, you know, no, like you have to, the best part, the best part about that week four loss to Wilmer, they were the first game of the night. They lose to Wilmer. And usually, here's the deal, you have a bad first game and you try to make it up your second game, right? You try to rebound and yeah. forget it, put it out of your memory. They had they had a forfeit win against the top boys. <laughs> yeah. So the oh, only yeah. taste of the field they had all night was a loss to Wilmer. <laughs> and that they had to Dude, rest on that that's for a whole the week. Worst. Uh-huh. Oof. That is the worst. Like to to literally walk away from, from that night and like the only time you were on the field was a one nothing loss to Wilmer. Yuck. You didn't score a goal no. all night. Dude, that game oh, was so I didn't fun. Even that was a fun that. game to watch, though, because Wilmer, they scored that, they, I think they scored early, yeah. and they locked down hard the rest of the game. Like They, they were running basically two mm-hmm. goalies and two defenders all game. Like I don't think any of their players went into the offensive I think, half of the field. I think Will had like maybe one or two other opportunities, but it wasn't a lot. No, it wasn't. And, you know, hats off to them. Yeah, beating that control, the third best team in the league, somehow. Yep. Yeah, but um, anyway, the, they did have a lot of players though that really stood out. A lot of new players to the league uh, this last season from season completely one. new team. I yeah, mean. yep. And and we saw some of the guys in fall tournaments and um, just some pickup nights and stuff like that. But um, as we look at Nat Control Beard, why don't why don't you give us an MVP from Nat Control from this last season? Yeah, so my MVP uh, has got to be ASC Aiden Simcompos. Um, has to be has to be has to be a you know leading point getter i mean as they're we said this most of last season but as he went so went their offense when he was clicking they were clicking as a team 15 goals six assists um he brought it he elevated that team he took them to a new level um he was he was getting helpers he was and three registered saves three (laughs) registered saves (laughs) on top of it yeah no, he he was he was their shining star, and that's where I think um, you know we we'll probably talk about this in coffee with the commissioners, but I think that's where team captain Reed Evans is is struggling hearing rumors of of him possibly leaving, you know, like to think that that might be the case, and he's their best player. That that's a struggle for sure, um, you know. I, I'm I'm interested to see what what comes of it um, if he returns, if he doesn't. Uh, Reed suggested that Aiden was like Kyrie, um, and that that he was he was losing allegiance, um, and so we'll see if he comes back, if he joins another team, whatever. But he's he was their MVP last year. He was a great player, super fun to watch. Um, one of my favorite new players that joined the league, um, and so I I hope that we have him back this next season with whether it's with Nat Control or with a different team. 
Um, that that we'll have to wait and see, and I'm sure we'll we can get into a little bit with that in the coffee with commissioners. Yeah, there's a lot to be talked about with that franchise. Yes, we'll just say Ooh, that yeah. that franchise. Yeah, like Matt it. Control. They're they're a fun team. Yep, they are. They are. We'll we'll, we'll give them some more credit later. Uh, but we'll move on to the number two team from the league table, which was the Mad Martians Futsal Club. They came in with nine wins, one tie, and three <laughs> losses for 28 points. Uh, to finish the season and a 37 goal differential. Now there's a lot to be appreciated about the Mad Martians from this last year. Again, um, a new team, a lot of new players that we hadn't seen, and, and even some some pickup nights and in whatever. Some of those guys played with um, with Goldie in the in the fall tournament with Bear Down, which was fun. So it's it's fun to see some of those guys in the fall tournament that make their way into mm-hmm. the league. Um, but with that, they had a great season. Um, and Beard, we'll continue on with you talking about just the strength from the Mad Martians from this last year. I think the the strength for the Mad Martians, um, they 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 were a well rounded team. Um, they played good defensively. They they had a good like a top level score. Like every good teams need need a couple things. They need someone who's gonna commit to playing goalie. They they had it at the beginning of the year with Charlie. Um, they took a bad loss and they switched it with Brendan, um, which ended up being. I think that was they. They figured that was just the way they wanted to go, and Brendan was was a key, and he was a solid player back there in goal for him. Um, so they figured that piece out. Um, they they were shut down defense. They allowed the second fewest goals. Is that correct? Am I saying that right? Yeah, correct. tied, tied for second fewest goals with Nat Control. Um, second fewest goals allowed in the league. Uh, and then had a top level score. If you look at if you look at just top teams, um, the teams that that had a top level score, had consistent defense, had a committed goalie, um, they they were they were up there. And and that's and that was proven in the playoffs. You look at you look at um, Care Bears. They had they had two top level scores in Uriel and Taden. They had um, they had a committed goalie. Uh, they did give up a number of goals, but they, uh, when I look at Care Bears, sorry, I'm go- getting off track from Mad Martians, but they were tied for fourth uh, in in goals allowed, um, lowest goals allowed this last season. Um, th- those were, when we look at what I would think are really the three best teams in the league, Care Bears, Mad Martians, and Founding Fathers, those were the three things that stood out in those three teams, is high-level scorers, committed goalkeeper, and strong defense. Um, and Mad Martians had that, and they came in. Mm-hmm. They came in with a plan, um, and and it was well organized by team captain Caleb Forberg. And I think that like that probably helps in a key piece is is having having a guy like Caleb ready and organizing and and structuring that team for what they wanted to do. Um, because you needed to, if teams were struggling in the first half, you needed a guy who could come in at halftime and say, okay, here's what we got to change. Here's what we got to do differently. Mm-hmm. And Caleb did that, and so. Um, they were just a very well-rounded team. They had a lot of strengths, um, but they had those three key, three key things um, that I think helped and elevated them. Yeah. And honestly, as we shift to just some weaknesses in the Mad Martians game, I a little bit on that with those with those top teams in the league, they they don't they don't have a lot of real bad weaknesses, and yeah. that's that's what I wrote down for the Mad Martians. It's like there's not a glaring weakness in their game where you would say. We have to attack this. I mean, yeah. the teams that beat them just had to grind them down. Yeah. That was that was basically it, and and that's why they were one of the top teams. They were consistent, not a huge, not a lot of weaknesses. I 
I made a note that their goaltending, it's not even that it was bad at the beginning of the year. I just think knowing Charlie no, and Charlie watching was, him. No, Charlie he was just, good. He, you could tell, and just playing with him and some pickup stuff, he doesn't always love to play goalie. Yeah. He's good at it, but he doesn't love to play it. And when he got scored on, sometimes it got in his head a little bit, and, and that's where... Uh, I think the switch to Brendan just made sense. Um, he was just a nice, calm presence back there, and it allowed Charlie to move up into the play, go grind in the corners, and it, he's good at that. And so uh, it wasn't even that their goaltending was suspect. It was just a little bit in question. But once they, once Brendan commit to it, yeah, it was it was all good from there. Uh, that helped them out a ton. And well, and 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 before that, Brendan was playing defense, and like this isn't a shot at Brendan, but like. He wasn't producing like Caleb played defense most of the season and like was scoring score, like leading goal scorer on their team. Second in the league. And Hey, in Hey, Hey, hey. What? I still have to do MVP. Don't be giving all my stats. I'm not trying to give Don't stats. Don't be giving all my stats. <laughs> Jeez. Lay off me, man. <laughs> I'm just saying like that no, there's a you. vast difference yeah. between Brendan and Caleb playing, playing defense. Um, and when they moved Brendan back there, it adjusted them. Um, to then what they did with Charlie and what they did with Aiden, uh, what they did with Ethan and how and how that team played, um, you know, and that kind of kind of figured out some of the things. But yeah, yeah, it's hard to find a weakness in that. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think all of the teams in the league uh, have have the potential to get emotional, and y- you saw that even with the Mad Martians a little bit. They would they would get that, but I would even say again, not that even it was a weakness, because most of the time when when they got emotional, when they got really into the game, it actually strengthened their game. Yep. There was very few times where I thought it it knocked them off their game, uh, and more often than not, they actually got harder to play against uh, the more and more into it they got. And so they were they're a tough team to grade weaknesses on. There's a few things in there, but not a whole lot, which is why they were one of the top teams in the league this past season. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a lot to be said about um, the Mad Martians. And like you said, Luke, there's there's not a lot of weaknesses from that team. And and as we look at, at individual um, players and player stats, I think of the same thing. I'm like, man, there's really not a lot of players that I look at and think, um, yeah, that guy is an obvious weakness, you know? And so as we talk about even MVP, I'm like, man, this this is tough. But I think as you look at stats, as you look at um, that team, I think there is, you know, of course, one that just kind of stands out um, in Caleb. Um, like we said, a defender, a defender for Mad Martians, yeah. but even still is second in the whole league for points, uh, you know, total points from this last season, which is crazy. Uh, 26 goals and 12 assists on the year as a defender like that. You, you don't see that. But the the guy just he reminds me of you know newly wild acquired defender John Klingberg just like a great um, offensive defender I'm just that's really random but I just for every <laughs> reason thought of that for any or of Matt hockey. Dumba yeah if you're a hockey guy but Caleb like seriously he just he's always ready to jump up he takes that ball and he goes and yep. he's he's real good at making plays happen um, and so I was really impressed with Caleb this last year I do have to give a shout out and some credit to a guy that I really think like. It was overshadowed a lot by a guy like Caleb, but Ethan Miller, like I just have to give credit to him. A guy that in the league finished sixth in the whole league for total points, 17 goals, 10 assists. He didn't make the all-star team. Like this guy was was real good. 
Ethan yep. was a tough guy to play against, and he had he created a lot of opportunity with Caleb and with Aiden and on a really good team. And so I think when you have a team that's stacked, you finish second, you got a lot of really solid players. It's easy to be overshadowed, and um, but I got to give credit to Ethan. He had a great season um, in his first season of, of the league, and so I was impressed with him. But you can only pick one. And so I do pick I do pick Caleb. He's just a great player. Yeah, you know, and and honestly, aside from the stats and stuff, he's just a fun guy to have in the league. Yep. You know, like he cares a lot about the league. Um, you know, sometimes getting heated with other teams, but in that, like you can see, there's passion about. Oh, absolutely, it, which is he what cares I love about it. Yeah, he does, absolutely. and that and that that like is is the glaring part about it is when there are guys who show that passion, you can see, man, okay, they actually really the, like care about this. Which one is of the fun. crazy things about Caleb, and I'm sure we'll talk about it in coffee with the commissioners as well, but is that there's been lots of rumors around his name this off season, like of of at the end of last year was was where Mad Martian's going to be back. Um, we heard that the Luke Spanier run team. You know, was interested in acquiring him that night. Um, that night, the playoffs ended. Yeah, the night the playoffs <laughs> ended, like so much talk. Dude, there was night. so much talk, <clears throat> and so like, uh, there's been some rumors around his name. Of where is he? Where is he going? Is he going places? Are the Mad Martians coming back? Just questions about that organization. But the thing that we know is, wherever he lands, dude, we want Caleb back in this league. Um, we'd love to see Mad Martians back because uh, that's a fun team to play with. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, Goldie, any other thoughts on Mad Martians before we move on? I know you love that crew. Yeah, not, not, not for this segment. Okay, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe we'll, we'll get into the next episode. Okay. Um, last team is uh, the Founding Fathers, who finished um, first in the regular season. For or known in in multiple teams in the league as the Founding Frauds. Founding Frauds, or some other names. Who that says are, that are not a, not Pakula, appropriate? For Pakula and the, the whole. Sartell futsal team slash women respecters team, whatever. All of them. Funning frauds. And then... Why, because they beat us? Nat. In the semis? No, they were saying it before they beat us. <laughs> they were saying it well before they beat us. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, the Founding Fathers, they were the Captain's Cup champions from this last year, finishing first in the regular season. Two-time champ. Two, yeah, you're two right. Two-time Captain's Cup champions. You're right. Uh, ten wins, one tie, two losses. Uh, for 31 points and a 33 goal differential, um, you know we don't need to necessarily break down everything so specifically individually right here. But I mean, why don't I mean just a strength from um, the founding fathers? Maybe what was maybe something from from you guys that you thought stood out about this team? Maybe even just compared to to last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think as you look at the founding fathers, I mean it's just. You can just look at their stats. They had the best goals against in the league. And they're just, if I were playing against them, which I can't, uh, but if I were playing against them, they'd be they'd be tough to play against and they're tough to score against. Um, I think from the from goaltending on forward, they just had they had strong players on the field that make it really hard to get goals in the back of the net. And the teams that figured out ways to do that were the teams that beat them. Mm-hmm. And the ones that couldn't crack uh, the puzzle were the ones that ended up losing. I think what what made the Founding Fathers, in, in a league that got stronger in Season 2, the Founding Fathers, they maybe didn't score as much as in Season 1, but they still were just as stingy on defense and yeah. and won just as many games. And I think that's, that's what uh, still made the Founding Fathers the top team in the league is 
um, they they showed once again that it's not always about how many goals you can put on the board, but how many you can keep the other team from scoring. Mm. And I think that that proved to be probably their strongest uh, their strongest point of their game was I mean to keep teams at basically two goals a game yeah. or less yep. is you're setting yourself up for for an easy win if you can i mean you just got to figure it's, out a it's way a to team, score three team goals. mentality you know like yep. the, the many times of of just figuring out the mentality of how do we lock this down how do we play this and still have consistency of of continuing to get get a couple goals like you said you only needed three yeah um, if you only give up two you only need three um and they didn't score as many goals this year but um when you only give up two like you don't need you don't need to score a ton yeah yeah, and I mean, I think that's a big part of it. And as I just talk about maybe a weakness here, um, that's kind of half of what I wanted to talk about, and I think kind of will segue into my second part. But I think trying to figure out how to score as many goals as the the first season I think was a, a bit of a struggle for the Founding Fathers. I think season one, if I'm remembering correctly, was almost eight goals a game yeah. they were averaging, and, and that dwindled down to about four Again, four, the, four and a half. Four and a half. Almost, and, almost yeah, and again, the the league got better, and so quarters, that's yeah. a big part of it too. Um, but I think with that being said, um, a big piece of that had to do with a, a weakness that I maybe saw and felt this last year was sometimes an, an inability to adjust properly in close games. I think there were some games that you know the founding fathers had where they were maybe on the ropes. There's a team that was playing them well who maybe figured out a strategy to play um, play them tough. And I think sometimes there's, um, an inability to adjust to those different teams. Now founding fathers have, have a very, um, you know, um, baseline just strategy with how we do things. And it's kind of the same every game. It's like, all right, we know how we're going to play our game. And for the most part, it usually works, you know, yep. lock down hard, um, try to pop a few in up top when we get, get the chance, but there's some teams who would lock down tough against, against the founding fathers. You know, you think about St. Cloud United, I remember you can hear them talking on their half of the field pregame. Like, oh, we're going to run two goalies and we're going to have a defender and then one guy top. And honestly, you think of that last game of the season and it worked, you know, and like some of those games mm-hmm. uh, that founding fathers had to play, they struggled against um, some teams that figured out a strategy um, against them. And I think sometimes I just felt an inability to adjust uh, in those really close games to on the fly say, all right, hey, what do we got to change about this at halftime? I just remember a couple of times scratching our heads and be like, what do we, what do we do? Yeah. You know? And so I think I felt that sometimes, but, um, that was maybe, maybe a weakness, but I think again, kind of that, that, um, you know, lower goals for kind of, you know, flowed out of that. Um, but anyway, I think that was maybe a weakness I felt from this I, last year. I have a weakness if, if go for it. I know this isn't my segment, but right. I mentioned this earlier. Um, I think I was, was I talking about knack control? I forget what team I was talking about, but, uh, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Cough mid set, mid conversation. Um, the, the thing that I noticed this last year is that teams that had, had players one through six consistent at a high level, um, did really well. Um, and if you were, it, honestly, it was more one through five than one through six. If you had one through five high level players, you did well. The Founding Fathers played every game this regular season with five guys. And it wasn't until playoffs that they brought a six, their sixth player into the game. And I'm not saying the sixth player was the problem. 
Um, what I'm saying is, is that they, they will have to adjust this next year to find a six player to increase their, their one through five. Um, their one through six really, um, is, is figuring out how, how to adjust that. Because I think that that was a piece of like, uh, having impact subs. And I think this is what you were kind of talking about, Jake is like at halftime, not knowing what to do, because like, mm-hmm. that's what coaches do in game is like your adjustment comes from who do we need to sub? Who do we need to move in order to make these things happen? And the founding fathers didn't have that at times. They didn't have someone to sub to be that impact player. That's like, okay, this person's going to do this and this is how we're going to make this difference. And, uh, it's just, I don't know. I, that's just what, that's just what I realized. I think it fits exactly what you're saying. Like not, not being able to adjust in the second half. Yeah. I have an example, something I made, what you said made me think of, and I know this will make people mad, but (laughs) I'm going to say it anyways. When you were talking about that, what it made me think of is I just recently watched the movie Miracle on Ice. I love that movie. And I remember at the end when USA is playing the Soviets in that semifinal game, um, and they were beating them. I remember when um, Herb Brooks looks over and he's looking at their bench and the Soviet coach has no idea what to do when they were yeah. losing because they've never, like they've they never don't, been they don't losing. lose games. Yeah, they've they don't never lose. been losing. Yeah. And so even at the end when they're down by one goal with a few minutes left, they never at any point pulled their goalie because they don't know what to do when they're in those situations. Yeah. And of course, that's a wildly extreme example of the founding fathers. I'm not yeah. saying that's us, but there's times when, well... I mean, <laughs> we're like we're like the Soviet, we're like the Soviets. No, but but true. I mean, in some of those games, like I remember in the semifinal game against Sartel Futsal team, I think it was tied. We're tied, yeah. And I remember thinking, like, what do what do we do? What else do we do? Yeah, like I just I honestly had no idea what to do at that point. They just they had they had our strat figured and they were they were taking it to us. But that's what it made me think of, and I just started laughing because I'm like, what a crazy example that is. But yeah. Um, anyway, I think we got one more. Beer. Sorry. I got MVP. Don't I, um, my MVP, gosh, I'm, I'm really torn between two here. Why don't um, we all I, share ours? Just say MVP. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. when I look at, when I look at initial, um, points, uh, Joe was my first thought for MVP. Um, Nelson, Nelson had, uh, Mr. Golden knees. Um, had had fewest goals allowed um, of any goalkeeper and the highest save percentage. Um, And so that kind of left me with, I think I have to go Nelson as MVP. Um, As much as I want to give it to Joe, because Joe had unbelievable stats, uh, 16 and 15. Led the league in assists, had 16 goals, finished, what, number six? Tied for six or seven? I don't know something like that. Um, he, he was, was a beast this last year. And, and we knew that in the week in year one. Um, and that's why founding fathers worked to resign him as quick as possible. Um, it's why when there was rumors that they might be breaking up, Nat Vogley was trying to, trying to swoop him up like there was no tomorrow. Um, but I, I, I think Nelson playing in goal, um, not very many goals allowed. And, and for, like Luke said, defense, Defense wins. It was the bread and butter of the Founding Fathers to lock down, play strong defensively, um, not let anything through. Um, and and without without goalkeeping, that that would have been a huge issue. Now, um, does he return to playing goalie next year? I don't know. Does does Jimmy jump back into goal? Um, there's some controversy there. Is there you know is there a potential new goalie that they're looking to f- sign? We we don't know yet. I so. will I will just say, um, 
Jim and Jake had the same amount of points this past year. Both, uh, sorry, not Jake Hemish, Jake Nelson. Um, they, they both had 10, 10 points overall. And so it's, it was a grind fest out there. You say me and Jim? Yeah. Same amount of points. I know. Same amount of points, same amount of points on the field, uh, which I mean, who knows, who knows what that'll look like next year. We'll see. We'll see where everyone lands. If maybe, maybe Joe will end up in goal. We'll really just throw a curveball. We're just Whoa. throwing stuff out there now, just so no one can get a read on us. But we'll we'll have to find out. There is a lot of speculation to be had, yeah. And we certainly want to get to that. Like we've talked about a lot this episode. Some different teams, like the Mad Martians, um, Nat Control, control Founding Fathers, a little bit. Maybe some Saint Cloud United. Um, there's a lot of rumors as we like to say, that have been swirling in the old rumor mill. And we're going to get to that uh, conversation here in just a little bit. We're going we're gonna to take a break here and call it good on this episode for our top five breakdown. Um, but stay tuned because we're going to be coming back at you guys um, with another episode, Coffee with the Commissioners Part 2 as really we just kind of share our thoughts and we break down some of the some of the ru- uh, rumors that have been um, being talked about in the league. Some of them you might have been seeing on our Instagram. You know, there's a lot yep. of stuff that's been talked about. Just go read the comments if you ever just want to see some good conversation. Get, get more rumors in the comments, honestly. Yeah, no, no, that's so true. Um, if you're not following us on Instagram, please do um, at CMN Futsal. Um, we'd love uh, for you just to, to see what's going on in the league. We're also looking for a new league sponsor. And so if you are interested, uh, make sure you reach out to us. You can send us uh, an email. You can reach out to us on Instagram, uh, any of that good stuff. We'd love to, to work with you to figure out what that could look like um, for you in your business to be advertised at all things CMNFL. Um, but that's all we got for this episode. Like I said, we're going to be coming back very soon with another episode, Coffee with the Commissioners, part two, talking about all sorts of different rumors and wild speculation, hot takes, all of the best stuff that you can get from the commissioners. For Beard and Goldie, I'm Nelly. We'll see you guys next episode.